we work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Hey, what's up, guys? And welcome to today's introductory podcast for financial freedom for physicians. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about myself, where I'm coming from. In the previous episode, you heard the high-level overview of the entire podcast. But today, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty details of my motivations, where I came from. We're also going to talk about the underlying motivation for the podcast, which is the need for financial freedom and financial literacy for physicians, and how this podcast came about. So a little bit about myself. I grew up in Houston, Texas. I was born on the cusp of Gen X and millennials, and I was always an outsider in my school and community and never fit in. I always found ways and means of differentiating myself. And so at an early age, I started honing this entrepreneurial instinct and skill set that I've actually used to this day. And I've actually been able to be extremely successful in monetizing this type of thinking and this skill set. And it's really helped me flourish, especially during the 2008 financial crisis, as well as the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. So throughout this podcast, you're going to hear a lot about thinking outside of the box, being innovative, doing things on the cutting edge, and it's all about freedom. So a lot of it's going to be talking about time, emotional, financial, and location freedom. So those types of concepts. Since I grew up on the cusp of these different generations, I was subjected to different generational influences. So a lot of the industrial age ideas where you went to school, you got good grades, you got a good job, you sat in your chair, listened to the teacher, didn't cause trouble, never asked questions, and you went into a high-paying career. That was all great, but in today's age, we're now in the information age. And in the information age, in order to succeed and survive, you have to become an entrepreneur. So I don't really advocate for physicians to quit their jobs cold turkey, but I do recommend that physicians develop outside-of-the-box thinking as well as an entrepreneurial mindset so that they can go and monetize additional streams of income so that they can have a better stability and longevity and peace of mind for themselves, their families, their careers, and their finances. So I went to Baylor for medical school. It was my first choice. I got into the MD-PhD program, and I got a PhD in bioengineering at Rice University. And this is where my entrepreneurial instincts and all of the experiences growing up really came to fruition because Rice was a true entrepreneurial hub. This is where a lot of college students were starting online companies. Recently, the founder of Coinbase came from Rice University, and they recently had a really MBA program that promoted entrepreneurship, venture capital, angel investing. So I started to sit in on a lot of MBA courses. I immersed myself with really smart and innovative companies and ideas. And I started two companies. So one was investing in stocks and trading options. And the second was investing in real estate. And this was awesome because the Houston real estate market back in the early 2000s, it was actually cheaper 
to own a piece of real estate rather than rent it. So it was almost sacrilege not to buy investment property just for cost sake. And so by age of 29, it was my final year of medical school. I was graduating. I was generating a full-time six-figure income on my own without needing a job, boss, corporation, social security, etc. Nevertheless, final year of medical school, all my deans, advisors strongly encouraged me to take the traditional route. So I remember going through the list of specialties and really not being inspired by any of them, but I chose and settled on orthopedic surgery because that was one of the highest paying specialties. It was my thinking is more like a surgeon. And so I matched into orthopedics in 2007 at Rutgers University. But I remember I walked into orientation day one and my gut instinct told me that this wasn't going to work out. I was more interested in creative entrepreneurship and I was more interested in building companies rather than trading my time for money, not being in control of my income or my time. But I nevertheless, I toughed it out for two years. I was really unhappy, unfulfilled, and quite frankly, I was quite bored. So in 2008, I took a leap of faith and became a full-time entrepreneur. When the global markets were collapsing, when Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns were filing for bankruptcy, I took a huge gamble. When the entire world was running away from fear, I was running towards it. I took a huge gamble, but it was calculated and strategic. And over 13 years later, it's paid off huge in terms of time and monetary and freedom. So from 2008 to 2016, I started investing in single family properties. And by my mid thirties became a millionaire. In 2016, I achieved the financial independence, early retirement status, took a year off to travel the world as a digital nomad. I then created a larger vision for myself as opposed to direct one-on-one patient care, the day-to-day operations. I decided to create platforms in order to promote my brand and also to promote my message and my mission, which is my mission is to fight for and advocate for financial freedom and literacy for physicians at all levels of training. And so while the mission stays the same, the methods vary. There's this podcast. I have a YouTube channel. You can check me out there. I'm also very active on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. I have my own private Facebook group. So the ways and means are varied, but the mission stays the same. And since then, I've really leveraged my brand and I've spoken at the Seek Non-Clinical Careers Conference in 2018 spoke at Peter Kim's Passive Income MD Leveraging Growth Summit in 2020 at the peak of the pandemic, spoke for the White Coat Investors Conference this past year in 2021, and I've written a number of articles for Kevin MD, as well as I've written four books, and so now I'm being asked to speak and write and appear on numerous shows, podcast. I've also leveraged my brand and presence on the recently launched app called Clubhouse. So this mission serves a much larger needed audience and niche, and it's able to make a much larger and greater impact than just being a surgeon and doing your day-to-day surgeries. The next question was how things have changed from 2000 to now, where we need to actually educate ourselves about financial freedom. I'll tell you a little bit backstory is that prior to 2000, a physician was pretty much set. All they had to do was finish fellowship and they could get a job in a clinic, private practice, you name it. And they were pretty much set. After 2000, managed care started coming in and 
now we have all of these mandates, you have all these electronic medical records, you have malpractice, you have insurance, decreasing reimbursements. Coupled on top of that, now you have hospitals starting to employ nurse practitioners, physician assistants, and you can see that the industry is in quite shambles and it's ripe for disruption. If the pandemic is anything, is a wake-up call, you can see that CEO, executive compensation pay, hospital revenue maxed out in 2020 because of the federal stimulus, while healthcare workers got the short end of the stick, both in terms of PPE, being laid off, furloughed, as well as hospitals requesting staff to come on as volunteers. So this is the state of our system, and the need for financial freedom is highly important in today's society. However, financial freedom, financial literacy, and all of these concepts are not advocated at an early age starting from our schooling system because our schooling system is really based on an outdated industrial model as opposed to being robust and upgraded for the information age. That's why you're seeing the wealth gap increase. You're seeing a lot of poverty. You're seeing the rich get richer. And this is the manifestation of a lack of financial freedom and lack of literacy starting from education. Compounded with that, you have societal, media, cultural influences where the idea of being rich versus wealthy is really mixed, so we don't really have clarity. We have a lot of guilt, shame, fear, greed, scarcity mindsets around concepts of money. It's a shame and taboo to talk about money in medicine. And so a lot of these factors contribute and play an important part of this growing trend. Also, you'll see that after the internet came, you see the transition from a very extremely stable, very regulated, bureaucratic, very consistent industry into a highly dynamic, rapidly changing, highly fluctuating system that is extremely ripe for disruption. So you're not only seeing that in healthcare, you're seeing that in the auto industry, the energy industry, all across the board. So you can think of companies such as Blockbuster, Kmart, all of these industries have been disrupted as a result of the internet. And the medical profession is also going to undergo extreme disruption pending all the different regulation and bureaucratic barriers. So how did this podcast come about? started my social media presence really the year before the pandemic and really ramped it up. When the pandemic came, it really gave me an avenue and channel to actually reach people because everybody was at home. I leveraged the internet. I leveraged social media, video, conferencing, Zoom, voice conferencing. And so I generated a lot of client. I was doing a lot of webinars, speaking engagements, summits. And there was a point where it grew to the point where I need to bring more guests, experts that were expertise in their field that I didn't have, as well as leverage and promote my brand, as well as an additional platform to reach people. So the podcast is really an audio format and reaches a market segment where people that are more interested in on-the-go, on-demand, listening type of content format and medium is better suited to them. If you're interested in video, you can check out the YouTube channel, photos, Instagram, and so on and so forth. So that's how it came. It gave me a way to connect better, network better, leverage my brand better, and add consistent more value to my listeners, to my followers, and my audience.
So that's a little bit about me. I'm really excited about this show. I'm going to grow it along with my other channels. And so I really appreciate you listening to this. Feel free to like, share, comment, subscribe to your audience. And we'll see you in the next episode. Many thanks again for being here. If you're new, you can find me online at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Chris Liu, MD, PhD, where I have links to other episodes or links to online resources that will support you on your financial literacy journey. I'll see you there and on next week's show. While I bring you thoroughly vetted information on this show regarding a variety of financial topics, I cannot promise you a one-size-fits-all solution. This is why I caution you to continue to learn, educate yourself, and seek professional advice unique to your situation. If you want to talk to me, I'd welcome it. Please reach out via email at ChristopherLewMDPhD at gmail.com. That's ChristopherLewMDPhD at gmail.com. I read and personally respond to all of my emails. Talk soon.